This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. We're your Hey everyone, it's Wa. Hi, and I'm also Chris. Welcome to Docu Sweeties. We're two longtime friends to discuss the riveting and sometimes trashy world of reality TV and docuseries. Yes, but through our own lens, which can be a little salty, a little bitter, a little peppery, but at the end of the day, hopefully a little dessert-like mild sweetness at the end. Hi! We are going to be talking about what, Wa? 90 Day Fiance, Season 7, Episode 16. You gave me like a wrecking ball. And that is an outside love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the only wrecking ball song, right? Yeah, that's how it goes. Yeah, I, I remember the video, you know, she's like came in, honey, and just like naked, just sitting on that wrecking ball, just like, you know, whatever like cord that's holding that big rock just like up her snooch, you know what I'm saying? Like, but she just like straddled it and like, you know, came like in, a honey. Yeah, we feel it. You know, she she has the Liam Neeson, or no, Liam Hemsworth, you know, so she has to learn how to ride. Liam Hemsworth, quite different. Yeah, yeah. You know, she's Dolly Parton's godchild. You know, she can do much anything she wants that Miley Cyrus Mm -hmm. so we are just you know as you know we follow the show so that's what we're doing for you and I want (laughs) you to know since you're watching as you know (laughs) happily ever after since you realize that this is a boring ass season I want you to realize that we're continually watching it and giving you content so just not to like toot our own horns but toot (laughs) this shit's boring okay but anyway well well listen it's if it wasn't for Kimbali and Usman and Ginny and Summit 50% of the time, this would not be interesting. This is a Kim, Kimbali and Usman season, even though like the shenanigans that is occurring is kind of annoying because of how dumb it is. It's still the best. It's, it's what we need 90 day fiance to be ridiculous, lighthearted people behaving poorly and foolishly. And we get to make fun of them for it, you know, mm-hmm, whereas like mm-hmm. all the rest of it is just like living Andres, like, li- I mean, this, they're not beating a dead horse. They're beating a decomposed horse. Mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. have been teasing this stupid therapy session for like the last four episodes. Mm-hmm, I really mm-hmm. thought the therapy session was going to happen two episodes ago. It's bananas it didn't happen this time. I was like, I literally thought it was going to for sure happen this episode. I thought 100% was happening. When when we got, well, might as well start with them because out of the blue comes what was supposed to happen. And then it just got taken away from us. It makes no sense. Anyway, so let's talk, we'll start with Libby and Andre. So since we're already, you know, starting with them. All right. So Libby and Andre with her, like the the best limited eyebrows that I've ever seen on her. This has to be Photoshop. There's this face apt between a, this is not her actual eyebrows. Okay. It's like, it's, it's, it's like Becky up top and Buki on the bottom. Yeah. You love that. No, no, it's it's Buki, actually it's Buki on the top. Those are Buki's eyes. And then maybe Becky smile. I don't know. 
Okay, so um, I'll tell you, it's definitely Becky's face app that she's like, Libby, let me show you what I found. Okay, so they go to Happy's house. I wonder how Happy got his name because he's always happy because it's like Pappy Happy. That's what Pappy. I'm thinking. I think it's like Pappy and then like maybe one of the grandchildren, the earlier ones, couldn't pronounce the plosives. There's Pappy. Happy. And they were like, ha, 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 ha. I can't say the P. But then it says P later on in the word, I guess. You can't say a P. You can't say a P. It's a plosive sound. It's hard to say. Pap. Mm-hmm. I just I like, so. like a lot of kids can't say the R word. Or I'm sorry, the R. It's the R sound. I don't, I'm glad they don't you know say the R funny word. funny is whenever I hear like a, like a child that's going to school still talking like a baby, mm-hmm. I always think like, why, why haven't you corrected that? <laughs> why hasn't the parent done something? Because like sometimes they grow out of it. And other times they don't. And you don't want to be that other times they don't, kid. Sometimes, okay. I have a little nephew named Hunter and he has a little kid little kid accent. You know, like he can't say, you know, like everything is like, what? You know, you're just like, sorry? What? Stop it. Stop it. Because I don't want to make fun of a child, especially a child that's related to you. So stop. <laughs> just like tell me no more tell me no more i'll tell you i know it's adorable i can't get enough of it i will make him say whatever like you know like any i have so many videos of me like trying to like make him talk for me you know i think it's so cute you know you want you want to make fun of a child for not knowing how to say the art like how to say bread well i mean i don't care i won't make fun of i mean i'll make fun of children you know in other ways like if they fall and it's funny or whatever I don't know. A kid not knowing how to say certain words right. You know, it's because I don't know how to say certain words right. I'm like, oh, look at that child's three. Of course they can't say bread, you know. So anyway, so as we know, Andre and Libby, like, love going to, you know, Chuck's house. I realized, I think that yeah, they just got, they slowly got on Chuck's side where the other family, I think the other siblings, like, got too self-involved. And Chuck, I'm sorry, and Libby and Andre knew where the money was. And they were like, no, we're going to make sure that like when Ellie's really young, she's constantly FaceTiming happy, you know, and she we make sure that like, you know, like when we get there, you know, like run up and say hi and like hug, you know, and like he, there's like a way of getting your, you know, your grandparent to like give you whatever you want by like falling in love with you and your kid and your family, you know, and you have to be super present and you have to be constantly like, FaceTiming happy. But yeah, that's the work she did, honey. I mean, like now she gets all the things that she wants, which is like all of her dad's affection. Like he hates all of his other kids now. He basically like is like all of them are suck, like Becky, Buki, they like, I don't even know if they didn't work for them anymore. I don't know what happened, honey, but like Andre and Libby snuck in there. And I feel like it's one of my, it's, it's, it's actually the only truly fee, real, real, an authentic feeling moment of the entire family is what feels like the animosity and hatred between Charlie and Andre and the Chuck piece of that. Yeah. And I um, think it's just, right. No. No, yeah. No. And I think it's just because like, I feel that Becky Buki and Charlie are mad at happy. They're mad at Chuck. They're mad at him because he did not give them the things that he's given to Libby. And so she's just leaning into it now. There's no reason for her to do anything to figure out the relationship between her siblings and her dad. 
she's like, they are mad at him. I'm not. And now I'm going to reap the benefits of not being mad at him. And the part of that benefit is that we're on this reality show. I also think Chuck is proud of her for that too. That That's a skill in itself. The fact that she made a whole career from being on a reality show because she applied to it. And we all know, like, as with anybody who's usually been on a reality show, this may not have been her first time at the rodeo. I wouldn't be surprised if them as a family had tried to audition for another type of reality show prior to, not saying that they had, but like Angela Deem and probably Big Ed, like people will probably try to go on any reality show they can. Usually by the time we've seen them on a reality show, this is not their first time trying, auditioning, or like even getting a little filming, but not getting put on. You know what I'm saying? So like, I feel that there's another aspect that we just don't see. It's the fact that he's probably like my daughter, you know, she's a good businesswoman and uh, she got herself on a reality show and it's now been three seasons. And he's he's probably really proud of her for that. And it's really interesting because when we hear Chuck Charlie talking to Megan, they are so angry and they think they're not. It is so bizarre to watch people who absolutely need therapy, like just be like, he's like, I'm just going to, you know, it's like my dad is under their spell or something, which is such a crazy thing. Like anytime any adult talks about another adult being under the, the, the influence or the like, like how Jovi likes to think that Yara is being influenced. Like that idea is to me like like a human just like truly believing in like bibbidi-bobbidi-boop magic. Like, no, you guys, people are, no one is influencing someone, like a teenager gets influenced, but an adult, like that's just what they want to do. And so instead of you like blaming somebody for like influencing them or like lying and like doing all of that, like just, think that you sound like a hater and walk backwards from there you know, you know what, what i'm saying you, you you are so right and i was like bring up this point we're in a later episode of this podcast you're listening to you could be listening to us discuss about harriet megan which of course is a docuseries about harriet megan and i mean half of a whole goddamn country just thinks that like harry is absolutely bedazzled by the witch that is Meghan Markle. I mean, that's what, you know, so like, that, but, and he's a grown ass man who has had experiences and a lot of privilege and a lot of accessibility. Sure, has also been sheltered, but this is a grown ass man who's gone to good education, who, you know, like, yeah. Who's and- been around the world, who spent 10 years in the army. Like when they talked, uh, we could talk about it, but like he's had, a full, <laughs> he's had a full life that we as Americans have no idea of. This like, episode like this thing opened my eyes to his life one side of it but then the exact opposite side of it like who knew this man spent 10 years in the military you know i truly i'll tell you later anyways watch that and you'll see my true uh, opinions on what i thought about harry and what i think about him now but anyways but it's not a good always, point though but huh? like what i was saying it's a good point to what you're you're saying like yeah why would yeah it makes no sense to think that harry was just suddenly just which put a spell on him and it was the suit actress you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like-, like it's so crazy to me when anyone tells anyone like oh you're influencing them or they're under your spell or they're you're, they're making you do things and listen let me tell you i have been accused of that in the past of like oh you're turning that person against me i'm like I'm, I don't have magic powers. If I did, my magic power wouldn't be to get your friend away from you. You know, my fucking magic power would be to like solve world hunger, end crime against innocent people and like give myself a bajillion dollars. Like, 
it's like you know what i'm saying like it's it's the furthest from trying to pull your f- stupid friend from you like yeah anyway so like whenever i hear that i just think oh you're a bitter betty and you need to just go to therapy and like really think about your actions from here on out and he- megan's like mm-hmm. yeah yeah mm, yeah he's like i haven't changed in 10 years and i'm like bro that is not something to be proud of yourself. If you haven't changed in 10 years, if you're still the same old asshole that you were when you were 15 at 25, at 20 years at 35, then like you've got a problem. This is this fun tweet. Charlie Bragg, Charlie, bragging you haven't changed in 10 to 15 years is not the flex you think it is. Exactly. Yeah, I love everything about this tweet. I love the handle. On Sundays, we watch 90 Day. I love the picture of Danielle like, Muhammad. Muhammad, you know, like, this. you know, the pictures of Charlie, obviously he, he, okay, I think the picture that on Wa's side is younger, right? That's the younger picture. Mm -hmm. And he obviously uh, had some LBs, you know, on him. He looked like he is just like in, well, he always looks like a college frat boy, but at that, literally, he looks like he's in a, a college frat, and he looks like the fat, funny one. That's kind of like, angry, <laughs> you know, like the whole time, you know. He's I not mean, the fat he, funny he lost one. weight though, so I'm not body shaming him. I mean, I was fat too, and so I can say this: he lost weight, obviously, and he looks better, you know, like between these two pictures. But I think the yeah, the moral of the story is, honey, is that there's a reason why there's two goddamn mug shots and the same fucking smug look in each one. And someone does not know how to learn a goddamn lesson. Famous. <laughs> Charlie. <laughs> so yeah, we have that cute scene where they go to Happy's house and he's really excited about it. And he tells Andre and Libby that he's dating a girl, a woman, and he hasn't met her. Mm. And I think Libby's probably a little bit more understanding of this, even though she is skeptical and she wants to like give the girl the third degree. But both Andre and Libby are happy for him. Andre is like, oh, you you rusty. He's rusty. He doesn't know <laughs> what to do and how to date. This is what you do for these women. Uh, and he starts going into his like toxic masculinity nonsense, but like the to- toxic masculinity that still makes you want him to carry you into the bedroom, you know? I know, but if like if Chuck ever like behaved the way Andre does, it wouldn't work because Andre looks like Andre and Chuck looks like Chuck. Now I'll yeah. see what Chuck does have going for him is that money, honey, whatever. And so when they're like, you don't need a gold digger, it's like actually welcome. Unless you want him to have, be with a really um, woman who's equally yoked. Find a woman, yeah. Then yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Let's find a woman that looks, you know, equally to what your dad looks like, which is yeah, like woman. Jenny. Oh, perfect, perfect. Yeah, yeah. I want to know, like, okay, so he also says that me, they met online. You know, he hasn't met, he hasn't really dated anyone like since in ten years. Yeah, it's been a hot minute since like he broke up with you know the wife, and he said he divorced the wife. So I was like, oh, okay, that was a good. Did you hear that moment? He was like, since I divorced. Libby's mom. Yeah, but I didn't believe that. I, I what? If, why did I think that that man cheated on Pam? Did I just make that up? As soon as I heard that they were divorced, I just made up the fact that he must have cheated on her. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But it, like, I clocked that, and then like, I was like, "Where'd you guys meet?" Like in my mind, like anytime that any of the cast members who we already know say they meet someone online, I'm like, "Oh yeah, because you're already famous." And there's what? There's just so many ninety day people like stalking. You know, I mean, Libby's dad, and be like, "Oh, uh, <laughs> Libby's dad. Hey, maybe he's kind of rich. I wonder if he's single." I mean, you don't even know what the People on the internet will do, honey. They'll stalk them. They'll get them. They're like, I mean, listen, you could literally find out that like he had cancer and then be like, yeah, your story really, you know, got to me because I also had cancer. Yes. Horrible, horrible hair cancer. Yes. Cancer of my hair. Oh, it's a new kind of cancer. Yeah, but it was bad. And I just, you know, like, let's talk about it over dinner that you'll pay for. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> the way you had that woman looking so is like what i what i think like the wicked not the wicked witch like the woman who gives the witch who gives snow white the apple like sometimes you, you do that face bad yeah you're like you do like one eye squinted and like yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's they knew who that is that's absolutely a witch but the witch is yeah Kathy Jimmy. Jimmy. yeah i know it's so funny anywho so yeah so they decide then to do a double date with lisa and i don't agree with this neither does libby but you know production and andre think it's a great idea it is the fakest thing that is the fakest thing in the entire like to like well you know i would actually feel more comfortable since i haven't dated uh, yeah great idea to like do what andre said and uh, go on a double date with my daughter like what 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 i mean no 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 that wouldn't there is not one man that's like already given birth that like had like six kids roaming the planet that actually thinks it's a good idea for the first time to bring a woman out on a date with his daughter. That's just, I don't believe that's a thing that that man thinks. <laughs> so they end up going to Benihana's and uh, she's late. <laughs> they hibachi grills, what they called it, but you know, in California, it's Benihana's. So they ended up going there and the girl, she's late and they explained to Chuck briefly what it means to be ghosted. And he's like, oh, and then after that, he proceeds to use ghosted like three more times throughout his like confessionals and like at the rest of the at the rest of the dinner. Like, I'm like, oh, you learned a new word and you are using it, aren't you, sir? Mm -hmm. Just a use and ghosted. Mm -hmm. So he's con contacted her and called her. She hasn't responded. And listen, COVID is such a great excuse, Chris. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is just what you say now. Mm -hmm. You can't say you're sick. You have to say, I'm COVID. I have co I'm yeah. COVID. Yeah. You have to say, I have COVID. That's what you have to say. And then no one can like fight you on it or dispute you because yeah. it's a thing. And of course, you wouldn't come and see me if you had COVID because, yep. you know, whatever. So yeah, I was just really, uh, I, I was really, really happy at that, at that excuse, even though that's not what happened. Like, there's no way that that woman decided to give up an opportunity to be on TV. I do not I understand that I would go on that date. I would I would go on that date with a mask. And like you'd be on TV. Oh, I wouldn't I would just go. Yes. <laughs> Horrible. But like no I don't, I don't I don't actually understand what happened. Like I don't understand if there wasn't it did okay. You're telling me that an actual real life person who had like tried had got him all the way to a date and the date's going to be on camera is like yeah just i was all day at the clinic getting tested that doesn't make any sense also like you know how easy and how fast a covid test is honey it's a boop it's a boop you're not in a clinic all day this isn't a blood test i mean you know what i'm saying they're not like oh cough what could it be doctor you know like what none of it makes sense you know and wow i just believed all of it and you just bursted my whole bubble are you a you did <laughs> What? Yes, but that Why? often happens. Literally, every time we talk, you always burst like at least two or three bubbles, and I don't ever tell you. But this one, I was like, two in one. Not only, not only do you think that there was, there's not a girl to begin with. You're like, she's dumb. <laughs> Anyways, go ahead. I like okay. In my mind, it's like this is what I'm. Was there a thing they were like, okay, we're gonna have you know, obviously we have to have the family counseling meeting we know that 
was there something that happened? They're like, oh shit, we have three other episodes. Like you got to do something like, okay, okay, okay. Well, we got, you know, listen, Chuck will literally go to the, you know, we'll pick up any phone call, honey. He like, I don't know why we think that Chuck makes so much money doing his work because like it very, very much feels like Chuck has all the time in the world, honey, to jump on a plane, go to the Grand Canyon, go on dates, be in the daytime, pool party. The spend does not work. Okay. Suddenly what? Well, I guess. Here's what I think happens. I think what happens is that they film just a bunch of footage. I feel like there was probably two or three scenes that Becky and Buki filmed that didn't get aired. Like, oh. I feel like they just, I feel like they do that. I feel like they get, got with Megan and, and Charlie and did two segments this season, this episode, but only one got in the, you know what I'm saying? So like, they just pick a bunch of like scenarios that they filmed and then go and then create a storyline out of the footage that they have. That's always what I'm thinking. So yeah, anyways, I, I but you burst in my bubble, which is fine. Like you're giving you're giving a different perspective, which is why there's two of us and not one. So Lisa doesn't show up. And uh, Libby says that, you know, this is a valid excuse. Next time though, she goes, she ghosts you or doesn't contact you, then it's over and move on. And he's like, Hell yeah, I'm dating now. I'm Chuck. And then we have that dumb scene with Charlie and Megan at the park. And it leads us to believe that we are gonna go to therapy this episode because they're like yeah i'll go to therapy but um if he comes at me i'm not gonna be ashamed to, to fight him and then megan's like don't fight him actually just let him hit you and then mm -hmm. i'll call fucking ice on his ass yeah 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 she's so and then of course andre's like look if someone actually confesses to have ruined the mind chances of you know and then like i'm going to hit him and it's like okay well then i mean i don't have to tell you it's like it seems almost shakespearean that you both have just different ideas of this scene i mean we've talked about 20 minutes about this about this couple but i will say one more thing there's never a time in which any tv series or any of like whatever goes to like a benihana that i don't immediately think <laughs> like all that hibachi, hibachi grill stuff with like it's always like yummy grilled steaks, honey, you know, with like hot sauces, you know, they're going to squirt the sauce. It's going to be like fancy knife work. Every time they're, every time it's like either like a dating show, whatever it is. I'm just like, I mean, I'm going to book myself tomorrow. Where's the open table, honey? I'm going to get myself to a Benny Hunter. Where's the nearest? I don't like it. <gasps> I'm yeah, surprised. I don't, I don't That's think crazy. the food tastes good. Yeah. Every time I've gone, I've always been very underwhelmed. Like the fried rice is never good to me. It's like it's missing something. I don't Soy know. Sauce. <laughs> okay all right next couple that we're going to talk about are yara and jovi yes. wow jovi needs to always have a five o'clock shadow or a full beard for me there is a segment in which he i guess i don't know i don't know if yara suggested it i'm not sure where this came from but a clean shaven jovi is not the best that he can look. I was really like, he, he was giving like, I rarely come down from the mountain vibes. Like he was giving full inbred to me in this photo. Like this segment, I was like, I looked at him and I was like, you've never been less attractive in this moment to me. And I've always thought that he was good looking. I'm always like, no, Joby's cute. Yeah, Chris, I now see what people see. And I'd never seen it before. It was just like yeah. a lot happening for me. And then on top of that, he's so dumb. <laughs> that like, Yara is like so annoyed at how dumb he is. 
<laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Features are interesting. Isn't it so interesting how features are so facial features are interesting. It's weird how small how things can make people look different. You know, like yeah, how hair, how eyebrows. You know, like for females. Yeah, we have all the makeup, we have the lipstick. I'm more like, a, you know, I'm wearing a red lip now that you would see on Patreon, haha. <laughs> and it gives me a whole different vibe. But yeah, like men, they get that facial hair. It's really but like, you know, I think that there's that known thing that if you need more of a jawline, if you have like a little bit of like, you know, a beard, it can kind of give you one. Jovi, you know, Jovi has some features that are a little asymmetrical. And so I think that having a very clean slate kind of, Puts all that into the front, front and Stark center. relief. Yeah, stark relief front and center. So they are all dressed up in their various forms of leather. We've got suede. We've got shearling. We've got lead, like cowhide. We've just got lots of different types of leather, except for Karina, who's wearing a puffy coat. Mm-hmm. Hey, all white. She's in honey, like, you know, body like milk, honey. I mean, like, all white. All white. And they're going someplace and Yara's like, it's beautiful. Jovi, look at mountains and trees and I love it so much. And that was a little bit of Natalie in there. And then he's like, where are we going? And she, she's like, stupid Jovi, what do you mean rehab? I'm taking you to rehab. Yeah. Like, Fucking bitch. I loved it. Yara is so mean to him sometimes. I mean, she's like... <laughs> that's what i'm saying he's so dumb and she's over it she's just over how dumb he is um and so then they get out and she's like it's so beautiful i want to feel the crisp air i'm so happy here like i just want to have a hike and i feel like it's going to fix the tension and then he gets out of the car and tries to like put his arm around her and she's like jovi i hate you get off me no i hate you don't touch me jovi you're so dumb (laughs) you know Then they're walking and he gets mad at them for speaking like two sentences in Ukrainian, uh, <laughs> just like randomly weird. And then she's like, then learn the language, stupid. <laughs> I love that. I, I have a question. Okay. How many mm-hmm. times has Talmadge tried to hook up with, <laughs> with Katrina this trip already? I don't even know. Like so at least times. three times. Every time, he had, every time he has any kind of alcohol in him, like he's like, so huh, Karina. I love that my friend Jovi found a Ukrainian lovely boobs. And, you know, you, you're one of them booby blobs, and I'm tall. My, my, my parents named me Talmage. <laughs> you know, like, Katrina's <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, this, this is like, you know, it's a boring, this is, again, we have to have the same boring conversation, the same bar, boring, boring argument in front of the same boring people, which is Yara and Jovi and, and either Katrina, Talmage, or Olga. Olga's not here. And Mila's not here, and this time it's Talmadge and Katrina. And, like, it's just a bunch of Yara being like, Jovi, I wanted to help the Ukrainian survivors this entire time. And I've been here. I haven't helped anyone. And I just got to stay and help them. And also, if that doesn't work, I have been fucking miserable the entire time that I have been with you in, in America. The thing is, I hated we, it. We and in front of like, um, Talmadge is there, Katrina's there. It's like, I've hated every fucking second of like creating a life with you. That it's just enough. a really intense thing to say. But you guys, that is, we, she has been saying that since we first saw her. I, I, I'm telling you, I haven't been reporting on Yara since she touched down in America. And the entire time she's like, no, 
I don't think I want to stay here. Like, I hate it here. And then they're in Vegas. And she's like, this is stupid. They drive to Vegas with a friend. Like, I have very vivid memories of Yara hating it. And then she gets pregnant. And then she hates it even more. The whole time she's pregnant. She's hated it the whole time. So I just think that it's, 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 she's like, I've been miserable for two and a half years. And he's like, all of a sudden he's taking it personally. And I'm like, Jovi, have you... She's literally been saying it every, this is your third season on this show. She's been saying it the, every time that she hates it. <laughs> so like, why are you acting brand new now? Then he gets all sad. And he's right. like, he's like, I can't, uh, I can't believe she just said that. And it makes me feel like she's going to want to stay here in the Ukraine, the Ukraine, <laughs> in the, the Ukraine. Ukraine. And he's just like really shocked. So he thinks at this point that now more than ever, they need to spend more time together because he doesn't want their relationship to break up. And she, he really thinks that his insecurities are reality. Like she, he tells her, well, there's a the thing I've been worrying about you coming here and getting influenced by your, your parent and your friends. And you were going to want to stay here. And like, you had everything that we built. And she's like, Jovi that's not true I just want to stay for a couple of days well you might want to stay forever and he's like that's what I'm worried about I'm worried about that and she's like well don't worry about it because it's not going to happen and he's like no but it could and she's like but it's not I'm coming back it's so wild to me that he really thinks that whatever he's insecure about is the truth he thinks it's cultural or something like I think it's cultural (laughs) It's weird, though. It's interesting. It's like his whole thing is that, you know, uh, that she thinks, again, you said this, like she's being influenced, which is crazy because she's very headstrong. And he had been calling that out, like, or been saying that that started, like, even with the boob talk when when she had, like, the boob friends or whatever. But yeah, she's very headstrong. And she, like, absolutely, like, has never had a problem, like, setting up for herself or whatever and, like, telling what's what. But the weird thing, I guess, for me is this, like, it's not weird for me to be, like, a, you guys traveled as a family and he wasn't thinking that he's going to leave his daughter and baby girl and wife in like Europe. And while there's also like a war happening in, in adjacent parts, like that wasn't something this like grown ass man like thought was thought was going to happen. So I don't see a problem in like this grown ass man making a decision with his family and like I, I I disagree with everyone like like all the other people having an opinion on it like I, I think that Yara should be able to have a conversation with Jovi and say what she wants to say which is Jovi I don't want to go by myself home and while you go to work or whatever it is like I, I want to come back or whatever but like to have all these conversations with other people when it's your own like marriage is the part where it makes me on Jovi's side. Now, they have to have this conversation not in front of just the people in their lives, like their family and friends are having this conversation on a television show, so I get it. But like at the same time, it's like, yeah, I don't feel like when Katrina like goes in on uh, Jovi, it's kind of like, Jovi, but why? I think you're selfish. We're having the Ukrainian people. And I'm like, I totally want to help them. Totally, girl. But like, we've seen you just like wear cute clothes and be in the spa. And what you had to deal with was horrible. Katrina, like, I won't take it away from you. But like, I mean, you could, uh, you, I literally haven't seen Yara even like put one of her beautiful sweaters in a bag and be like, for the victims. I mean, I'm saying like not anything has happened. So 
I mean, like, and also pick a lane. Is it, you know, like, wh what are you trying to go for? I don't know. I just, it, it feels messy. It feels, it, it makes me feel like I have to be on Jovi's side, which I don't want to be on Jovi's side. You think I want to be on Jovi's side? Not now. No, not now. I mean, no. Yeah. Not now. I definitely see what you're saying. I think that you're taking it from, uh, yeah, you're right. Should not be having this conversation in front of people. And, but when I do think. Ukrainian also, they're like Eastern European. Eastern European traditional like heterosexual couples are traditional so like for katarina to be like jovi you know like you should be you know like you should be you should allow this conversation about your family's business to happen between more than just your family unit actually i feel like is disrespectful like and i think it's disrespectful as an american and they're more traditional back there okay go ahead yeah i feel like this is an annoying conversation, but this is what 20 something year olds do when they get married before having a solid foundation is that they start to involve people around them. But I feel the same way with any of the couples on this show. Like whenever Libby brings in her family, it's inappropriate, but it's part of being on a reality show, I guess, is that part of that yeah. element is that you bring in like you, Therese, telling, you know, whatever her name is about Bilal. Like it's all kind of well, it's a little different because that's her best friend. But you know, I think it's just a part of the the show that it's an element to add friction. Right. But you're right. I do think that this is, would be wildly inappropriate if it were in, if it were in real life. I just think that Jovi's argument, like you're right. I can see somebody, I guess, wanting to do that and not wanting to leave and and all of that. But at some point, like he has no way of controlling that. The only thing that he could say is if you don't come with me right now, you might as well stay here. Like that's the only thing that he could say. So yeah, she, I don't know. It, they're just boring. I mean, can we just say that they're boring and it's like, let me put, read my notes. They're boring, but also Jovi thinks his, his insecurities are reality. He also thinks that, I don't know, something is cultural. Yara doesn't, Yara wants to know, like, why do you, when did she, she's like, it's not about whatever you're talking about. It's about trust. And I don't know when I lost your trust. That's what he, she says to him. And then he turns that around and starts saying, well, I wanted a family. I wanted a white picket fence, but I guess you don't want that. And she's like, I didn't say I didn't want that. I said, I wanted to stay in Europe for two more weeks. <laughs> like, she's like, what are you talking about? I didn't say that I didn't want to be with you. I didn't say that I wanted to stay in Europe forever. I said I wanted to stay here for two more weeks because, or three more weeks or whatever, because when we go home, you are going to go to work. And I'm miserable there, especially when I'm there not with you. So if I could just have this time with my friends and my sister, I mean, my, my friends and my, my friend and my mother, that would be great. And I don't know why you don't trust that I'm gonna come, not going to come back. So then you're now making the conversation about us divorcing or not being together anymore. And then you're making the conversation about you could love it here and stay here. She's like, I do love it. I love the food. I love the air. I love the wine. I love everything. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I don't know. I think they just really wanted, they, you know, they needed to be on a season and they are on the season. So that's how we have to deal with this. But, you know, I bet Olga's having a lot of fun with that baby on her, like, babysitting day, you know? And guess who's happy, you know, tickled, sitting by herself in Louisiana, Miss Gwen, not being a yeah. babysitter. Not being a babysitter. She loves that life. He's like, why would you agree to come to the U.S. if you were going to hate it? And I was like, 
because she didn't know she was going to hate it. She thought she was going to like it, you fucking weirdo. Stop saying dumb stuff. Okay, let's move on. Also, she thought she just come home. She thought she could just come home, but what she did is she got knocked up. And that was the second time she got knocked up by you. That was really on Yara. Oof. Hot, hot, hot take. Oof. Yeah, right. she was just letting him, like, do whatever. Coming in hot. Okay, let's... Do you want to talk about Jenny and Sumit? Yeah, let's save the best oh. for last. So yeah. here's Jenny and Sumit. We go right back to the scene where he's with his brother, sister-in-law, and father. And they say that they're going to go to the U.S. And he's shocked that Jenny has said that, but he doesn't deny it. And because he's like paralyzed with fucking fear. <laughs> so the, bro- the, the brother's like, you're really thinking of going to America? And he just looks. And the dad's like, well, if that's what you want to do, go. And you've done whatever you've wanted. You married who you wanted. You had a life of ease. And if this is now the next step, you go on ahead and do it. But you have broken your mother's heart because she feels like she didn't raise a, a proper family. If you do not have a child, what is life? What is your family? And I said, that's a sick ass burn to all the, the, the people who are married who can't have kids and not by choice. That is so rude. That was like the wildest thing. Like I get that people think that, but like sometimes, and not to say that Jenny and Suman are the specifics. I mean, they are. Sometimes a woman can't have kids either because she's 60 or because, you know, her things just don't work. Yeah. So it was just like, they said that Christina starts crying because she really thought she was going to come over there and do something, girl. I get it. It's like, yeah, it's it's almost like she's she's a little older than this, but you think that she's like one of those just like, yeah, like a like a like a 21 year old who's like, I'm going to fix climate change. I'm going to go talk to Jeff Bezos. He's over at that table. You know, just like what is going to happen? <laughs> one interesting part also is this. So obviously they're talking and yeah, but, you know, the father's like. His mom will never accept it. They want she wants you to uh, separate from Jenny. And it felt like. Jenny and Christina kind of like doing the like, well, we're going to move to America thing was like a way to test them, to probe and prod them. Well, if you don't accept Jenny and Sumit, if you're not going to make my mom feel loved and welcomed and supported here, then I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to take your son. We're going to go to America where they'll be loved and supported. And then, you know, Sumit's dad was like, okay. Yeah. You know, Sumit had to sit there and be like, well, I'm not saying I'm not, I don't actually, I, I don't want to go. And Smith that's like, well, that's what you're saying. You know, like, it's actually kind of, kind of sad, kind of hilarious. But one other interesting part is that Sumit's dad it, it really talks to the embarrassment that Sumit's mom feels because it's like Sumit choosing to be with Jenny and get the love of an older woman either means one of two things. It either means that that was the love that he did not get from his own mother or that his own mother fucked him up in some way, that his sexual preferences are so that he's with an old white Jenny. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's kind of like what, like, Sumit's dad, like, tries to kind of indicate a little and bit. And I think that's absolutely correct. I, th- I you Listen, the way you judge Mark's mom is the way that society is judging <laughs> Jenny <gasps> Sumit's mom. The way that you're like, you failed, look at your product, look at, look at how crazy your product is. Like, look what you did. Look what you created. That is what the embarrassment. 
that Sumit's mother is going through. That's why I keep yeah. telling everybody, y'all, this is like deeper than we could ever. The, the, everybody is judging her. She can't leave the house because Sumit has strange. chosen to marry Jenny. They could think a billion things. Like, what if there's what if there's people that are like, would you touch your son because now he's? I mean, I don't know. This is horrible. Yeah. But like, oh, your your son likes older females. You know, older women. Oh, is it because he? Is it be, you know, you could say a billion things. Oh, it could be what you touched him. You sexually touched him too. What you never loved him. He never had any love for you, or you were so cold, or you you know you what you just whatever you did was so messed Wrong. up. Yeah, that you like it deviated your son in such a way that he is unable to have a healthy sexual relationship with a childbearing female of his age. Childbearing female, yeah. whatever it is, you know, like so. Anyways, and yeah, and the brother and the sister with the green, green contacts just blink and stare, blink and stare, yeah. you know. And then yeah, the Christina dad is asked, like, yeah, it could, Christina just like really thought she's I don't know a girl. It's just like. It is so wild. And then Sumit has to hear his father say that. And the dad's like, also, we think that this relationship is only going to last two to three years. Like, so he can go and come back. He'll come crawling back to us before we go crawling to him. And I was like, why do they think they're only going to be together for two or three years? They've been together for 10 years. Does he think, do they think that Jenny's going to die in two or three years? Is that what it is? Because why else would they not be together? What is, okay, yeah, what's going to happen in two to three years? Is it that he's going through a phase and they think that he's going to get out of the phase? Like, you know, like, what happens? Like, yeah. what changes? Like, Because, like, you know, if if this was a different couple and I'm like, oh, they're not going to stay together, you would think that because, oh, maybe because they're just, because they are they met drunk at a bar and, like, you know, like, they fight all the time and, you know, like, they're, you know, they're so toxic. And maybe that's what they're saying. But, again, they've been together for so long that like it, it, you can't be like they're gonna break up in two to three years if they've been together longer than two to three years you know like it's a weird thing it's like they've been together 10 years yeah but they also I, I don't know if if the mom really just think that Sumit has some kind of fetish right now or like or that he is gonna get tired of her like I don't I don't know because they all have different like we have different understandings of what relationships are I'm I mean, I would be I would not be surprised if Sumit's parents were arranged, right? Oh, so they, are. they they have a very different yeah. idea when it comes to relationships and marriage and like duties because they come at marriage from a different perspective. Like we come at it from love and it's just the couple that matters. They come at it from a place of bridging families and creating lineage, you know? And healthy and happy lineage. And so for her to think that it's going to go over in two to three years, she really just does think her son is her grown ass adult son has, is just going through a phase and he's been going through a phase for the last 13 years. It's just wild. It's wild. Or the last 10 years. It's wild that she thinks that, which is, which was so weird to me. Cause I was like, Ooh, what angle is that that information come from? So the next day they decide that they are, it's the Jenny, Jen and Christina's last day. And they're uh, going to go to some kind of historical place and they talk to him about like truly coming to America. And he's like, no, actually, I don't want to do that. Um, yeah. And then he's like, I was actually thinking like maybe, you know, to look into adopting or having a kid. And Jenny's like, no. And then like Christina's like, why would you why would you marry my mom then? If that's what you were thinking. Like, you, you know, she can't have kids. So why would you even? begin a relationship with her and Jenny's like if I knew that he was even having a a smidgen of an idea of having kids 
then I would not have married him. And I'm like, I, I feel like that is smarter than Kim <laughs> because Kim knew that man needed kids and was still going head forward. Like, no, Jenny was like, I can't have kids. We're not having kids, right? Because I'm not going to have kids. So it was just like interesting that he tried to say that. And then he didn't even say why. He didn't say why he thought that, that that would be an option. I also, for the first time, am seeing what you have been saying, Chris, that he, about choosing Jenny over his family. Because at this point, once this person realizes that the family is willing to let him go and leave and he, that hurts him, he's still like, I'm trying to do things to get back in their graces because I lost my family and I really need my family. And so like, you're right. He is never going to just choose Jenny. It's always going to, she's going to always try to do a hybrid of both. And I think at the end of the day, he would choose his family over her. Oh, I think so too. I think that, and maybe there's a part of Jenny's, I'm sorry, I assume it's mom that is like, my son is uh, slow, slow. <laughs> and so it's going to, he's going to be slow for realizing things and relationships. And he's going to be slow to realize that only after he gets married to an older woman, will there probably be some issues that might arise? Like the fact that maybe he wants to go back to work and make some money. And this woman thinks that like for the rest of his life, he's going to be like her lapdog. You know what I'm saying? Whatever it is. Maybe Sumit's mom is like, he's so dumb and not wise. I think he's so mature. That's like, yeah, I think it's not going to work out in that kind of situation. Maybe she's right. Because the truth of the matter is we're sitting here be like, how would they think that they've been together 10 years? It's true. But for them to have conversations now after they already are married about like, well, let's move to America. I don't want to. Why? I don't, I don't want to give up my life. Well, I gave up my life. I'm an, I'm a grandmother who gave up everything. But you know what I did? I chose the love and not the fear. And Sumit, honey, will never, ever not be very fearful. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't, I can't imagine what it's like to be like a bunny rabbit. To me, he's like a little shaking hair, you know? Like, I don't, I don't know, like their, their love only survives in a vacuum. It only survives like online through face face messages. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it resides on what app, on WhatsApp. You know how that, like sometimes people, I don't know if you've ever had this where like you hear of people or maybe it's happened to you where when you talk to somebody on the phone and you're texting them, everything is great. Like you love the conversation. You love hanging out with them. You love it. You love it. But then you get with them in, in real life and you're like, huh, you're not as uh, what I thought. <laughs> like, I like your online per or your like snippets of you. I like that better than like the full package. And I feel like that is what Jenny got. And she's just been holding on to it at this point. Because he's always kept her kind of like. I don't know. She's accepted a lot. I think I would have never looked back after the family busted into their home and took him away. Yeah. I mean, the, she, he catfished her and she was like, okay. And then he, you know, like she came here in the family and then he told her he was married and she was like, okay. And then his family busted in and like, you know, like screamed at her and she was like, okay. And then she stayed there. And then, you know, like, yeah, no, I mean, it's something like they hate her. They hate her. They, they hate this woman so much. She's like, okay. Yeah. okay. The whole time. Okay. And he's like, I'm not, I'm not, I really want to be with him. I really, want to stay here like I really got to keep trying and also like can you pick up a goddamn broom she's like you know like she yeah she's 
she said as much as possible. You know, I do feel bad for Jetty, you know, and also, goddamn, he looks just like her mom. I told you. Like yeah. Uh, Jen just doesn't say much, honey. Jen just kind of like sits there and Nora stands there and would like, you know, just looking hot. Kind of, she has, she has, she's, listen, I, I get why. I, it must be really annoying to sit there and then hear just Sumit's dad basically be like, I'll never accept him for his lifestyle choice that makes him happy. We will never love him for who he's decided to be. It's just, we can't accept him. <laughs> it must be really horrible to have to sit there and just watch this thing happen that, you know, happens to a lot of people all the time. And yeah, then, yeah of course, a lot of gay people have to like have just unfortunately a very similar situation happen. And maybe, yeah, as we said, maybe Jenny was better about it with Christine. I don't know what Jen's parents like with her but to have to sit there and just like have this man's family just you know yeah cast him aside for this it's just it's hard she doesn't yeah she doesn't say much honey yeah i i don't think that he's ever going to choose her i oh sorry he definitely never wants to go to america you know like i because of fear he doesn't want to go to america because he's scared he won't make it there or something like he's not even willing to try he is just such a shaking hair he is just such a little like is it what is he okay so is he afraid that the, that if he actually moved to america that he if he ever came back to india that his parents would would actually refuse to see him more than they do now because his mom right now already is like i won't look at you but like it what happens if he actually moves to america like is he just like i won't actually ever see them because they won't live there or i, I, don't, I don't know i guess i just thought that he was just scared of something new like i think he's gonna get to the states and be like Oh, I don't know. I don't know if I can make it here. I'm like, bro, you speak English and you're from a pretty busy place. Like maybe you wouldn't thrive in Palm Springs, but she could move someplace with a bustling Indian community community like Tustin. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like it's not like he'd be coming to a, a land where he wouldn't see his culture in any any way. But I think if you were just love where you're from and you're most immersed in your own culture and your own traditions and you're like, why would I go someplace where that would be disrupted? Like, I don't want to go there. I want to stay here because this here is great. I kind of love that. I kind of love it when there's like the when the foreigner is just like truly not that interested in the U.S. Oh, yeah. It just makes me it it makes me go. I'm glad that you're proud of where you're from and you don't feed into the U.S. bullshit because like, yeah, at some point, a lot of people moved here. But like now I'm just like. You're just going to be met with stress. <laughs> it's hard living here. It's interesting for every Andre, there's a Yara, right? Andre's yeah. like, oh, I'm so happy I moved here. And then Yara's like, this place is fucking disgusting. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I love it. Okay, baby boo. Okay. We have definitely saved the best for last. And as you know, <sighs> we won't talk about those people that we won't talk about, even though Wall still watches them. And I don't know what to tell you about the people we don't talk about. I don't, I don't watch the... I don't watch the American, the non people, the non 90 day fiance couple. I don't watch them. I fast forward all their stuff, but I had to see like, there was this crazy, oh shoot. I got to show, I'll send it to you, man. There's this, um, when you go on discovery plus and you look at the like thumbnail for this episode, it's, it's a thumbnail of Angela wearing a red outfit and her mouth mm -hmm. wide open toothless. Mm -hmm. And it just looks like, and you, I, I don't know if there's a cigarette in her hand, but that's what it looks like. She's just like, 
and you can tell that she's been fighting with the goofballs if you guys are like even watch the previews of it and so i had to see i didn't even see the catalyst that caused the issue but i was really proud of her for not acting a whole fool and showing her a whole her whole titty asshole on this show she's her a titty asshole her titty's asshole her titty yeah. and her asshole because she's already showed her titties right so we know she will we know she'll pull down her top and tell people to suck her nipples for some reason and then we're just talking about like the 90 day thumbnails they kept using a 90 day thumbnail from the season of ed getting waxed when he when she was waxing him from behind wait his they, butt they were he waxed his back or something oh, okay. I don't and so they kept using the thumbnail of the camera kind of below him showing his face and then his back and then his oh. face and pain going like this and then the woman in the back yeah, so it looks like she's pegging. pegging him. Yeah. Looked like she was pegging the shit out of him. And he was in a feeling, in one of the feelings. I mean, and I just like, kept, I just mean like, oh my God, Nani Day, you are doing, you know exactly what you're doing and it's disgusting. <laughs> okay, so here we are, Usman and Kim. So as we know, Kimberly has taken her, Jamal, to Nigeria to meet up with Usman, where Usman, after them having a conversation with, the authorities and realizing you can't like openly be polygamists in America, realize he can't have a second wife, even though that's what the entire season was about. But we say I'd done that research before. But here we are now, and the way to get around him having a child is that he, while Kimberly was still in America, had said that he had an idea where he would adopt his older brother's son. And so Kimberly and Jamal were like, well, that sounds crazy because we're American. We don't do that kind of stuff, but we'll come in and see what it's like. And then what had happened last episode was that she had just been told, and this is what I want to like talk about with Waz, like whether this is, okay, uh, let me say it. And then I'll, we'll discuss what my question is. Usman's like, great, you're here. Okay. So I got to ask Muhammad. We'll meet with Muhammad. We'll ask him if, if I can adopt the kid. And then Kimberly's like, <clears throat> well, I'm sorry, what? What do you mean? We, no, no, not we. You would have already, what the, what you already fucking asked him? What are you talking about? And he's like, no, I didn't ask him. He's like, you made it see, what are you talking about? You talk this is what it is. Did he tell Kimberly that he already talked to Muhammad or did he just not tell her that he hadn't talked to Muhammad? Because she makes it seem like he has lied to her, but has he lied to her or has he lied to her nefariously or has he just been like, oh no, we're going to ask her together that, yeah, we're, that's what the plan is. We're just, that's why you're here. Or was he like, Kimberly, I'll ask him when you get here and everything will be cool. And then he's like, no, you know, I think that he from what we heard him say, because he did. He told her about it on camera. Right. So on camera, he's like, I'm thinking to adopt my nephew. So the assumption would have been if, if that's would have been the case when you were like, oh, that's weird. I don't know if I'm into it. And she's, he's like, well, it's the only thing that my mother would accept. Right. And so I think at that point, she felt like, okay, maybe he hasn't asked already, but surely he will have asked by the time I get there. So that when we meet, that it is understood that we are there as like either the secondary conversation in a conversation, in a five part conversation type topic, you know what I'm saying? Like, you you don't just decide in like one conversation that you're going to hand over your child, right? There has to be several conversations. So maybe she's thinking that first he had the thought and then he went to the uh, Muhammad and Muhammad was amiable to it. 
So then he brings the news back to her. And that's when she's like, wait a minute, what? And he's like, yeah, it's completely normal here. And so there's, I think that part portion of it is where she probably thought he had had a conversation. Because I did too. We all assumed that he had already talked to Muhammad. It was just implied. And then I think, I also think though that he, okay, so let, let me just say what, what happened so I can get to the part where I feel like yeah. Jamal was trying to suss this out too. Is we open up on a scene where he's like, babe, can you put lotion on my feet? And I was like, fuck you. That is the first thing that I thought. I said, why are you asking this woman to put lotion on your feet? Like if she does it in a moment of intimacy, like at night when there's no cameras there, like I could see that being the case. But there's a certain, there's certain things that I think couples do for each other that are intimate things that you wouldn't necessarily want people knowing. I would never want someone to know that I like periodically just got on my knees and put lotion on someone's feet. <laughs> no. Would I do it? Yes. Yeah, that and a lot of other things. But yeah, what I'm saying just... is I would never fucking admit to it. And if if ever in public or in front of people that person would ask me to do something, I would look at him like he's goddamn crazy. And I would completely deny that I ever done anything like that. And then I would stop doing it and then I would cuss him out in private. Like it would be all those things. And I felt like that was just like so dis I was so and he she's like, no. And the way she said no didn't have enough disgust in it for me. So it means that she has done it. And no, I can see her has. doing it in a moment of intimacy, because that is a very intimate action. I knew in my bones that she had probably done it yesterday. <laughs> she, yeah, she, to... she gets in the tootsies i know i know what she does she gets a glob of like nivea and she goes inside she like and she like gives him a little foot massage she goes soldier like you know how are you doing he loves it. like he loves being treated like a king you know like his that it's a big part of like i think soldier boys thing i think that one i think that you know it's it's not like dom sub and maybe it is he might have like a full fetish thing where he loves to be adored and or worshiped, you know, and a part of Kim Bully's super fan loyalness slash here's some presents. And I, I know that Kimberly has like definitely gone in, you know, like used every part of her hand on his souls, you know, like she's, she's given him like back rubs and stuff like that. Like, you know, like, yeah, but back rubs are fine. Feet rubbing is, is to me is different. But is it because like he wasn't fresh? I mean, we don't know if he was freshly out of the shower. Didn't look oh, that way. I assumed he was. Uh, but I, I, the audacity for him to say that, to request that, like that is the part. Like I, I do agree with you. I think he, a part of him wants to be honored and exalted at all times, right? And mm -hmm. I don't even think it's a dom sub thing because I feel like he's irresponsible as a dom if that's the case. He's a very mm -hmm. terrible ass dom who's not like at all caring or loving or 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 worthy because like i think at some point the dumb has to be worthy uh -huh. of the sub's attention so like he i think that he i i i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think that he would ever talk to anyone baby girl lisa i don't think that he would talk to baby girl lisa like that like i feel like he is taking advantage of kim like he is fully milking her for everything because he f truly does feel like he's the prize and she's lucky that he's even deigning to have her because he, he loves her for her loyalty, not for who she is. And the fact that like he get any girl he wants, but he's choosing her 
And he said it several times when they get into arguments. He's like, why am I putting up with this? You should be grateful that I'm, you know, in your presence. So, the, yeah, I was pissed off at that and disgusted. And then she is annoyed or irritated. She doesn't want to say she's mad. She wants to say she's irritated, which is like, girl, say your feelings, Chris. Yeah, I, you know, it's so interesting because, like, I try to go back in my mind and be like, what was his vibe with baby girl Lisa? And, like, it did feel more sexual. Like, it it felt, for some reason, more sexual with her. Like, obviously, because we kept talking about, like, them raw dong or, or whatever. But, like, baby girl Lisa had more of a confidence about her looks than Kimberly does. So... And, and, and you know, it's I'm not, I'm not saying that one's more attractive than the other. They're both the same age, older, you know, women, you know, in the sense that, like, if he wanted if he wanted to be the same cocky asshole and try and give baby girl Lisa the like, well, I'm a young pop star in Africa. You should be happy vibe like he didn't. He didn't yeah, feel he like did. he ever did. He he was like, you know, like making music and he, you know, like had people like around you know but like and and she would just be there and then her vibe was just kind of like yeah that's my man and you know i'm hot so it makes sense like she you know she kind of had this like you know what it is she really had that kind of and i think that as females we should all have it that kind of just inner any man should be happy to be with me have you have you felt what's downstairs it's great yeah, I think that she also was like, well, I'm the rich American. You're just this poor African. So like, oh. I, I I felt like that was her too, was like, the one she said that she has a lot of guys in her DMs back, yeah, I do believe she believes that. <laughs> but I'm saying I also thought there was a, there was a first world dynamic to that as well as like, yeah, a first world dynamic to it. Okay. But Kimbali is just irritated with him and they're getting dressed and she's like can you use another mirror please because i don't even want to see your stupid face right now so (laughs) she's just like for the first time like we see her like kind of be irritated and so then he goes out to the pool to give her some space and jamal's there so Mm -hmm. what's jamal doing there by the way i think he's He's talking to veronica is what he's doing Yeah, that, and that's what we have a scene with like Usman, like stepdad Usman and Jamal as they like sit and talk about, you know, the mom, you know, yeah. like life or whatever. And, and yeah. tense, it's awkward. It's not a fun conversation. Go ahead, Walk. So Jamal says that that you that Usman kind of tells the truth in a way that makes him look good and doesn't define the details. And that it almost like he lies. And so Usman gets very, very upset and is like, no, I'm never lying. And he's like, well, maybe from your perspective, like you weren't telling a lie because you took stuff out or you didn't, you didn't explain it fully. But for my mom, it was a lie. And he's like, well, I don't understand what she expected. In every relationship, there are kids. And Jamal's like, but you knew she couldn't have kids. So it's not the same. You didn't tell her like, hey, I'm, I'm dating you and you can't have kids, but it's okay, you know, because we, we can adopt instead because I feel like every relationship should have kids. And then she was able to make an informed decision. Like, no, again, the understanding is, is that you understood who you were with 
and what the what that meant not like what you could do to add to it so he's like in a confessional says that he feels like jamal is too much in his mother's business and i was like no he's not like he's not too much in, to, into anything first of all you guys are on the show secondly <laughs> you're trying to like woo him a little bit but you know you you can't just change the rules up on my mom. It feels like my mom is sacrificing a lot to be with you. And he's like, well, I sacrifice too. And she's, he's like, that's, that's fair. But then it's even, it's not a, you know, you've sacrificed the most for her. Yeah. There's kind of this back and forth of like, who's done more or whatever. And I think that Jamal feels like his mom has, and definitely Kimberly feels like it's, it's her. And then yeah, Usman this season has like tried to drop hints that like he's done anything at all to like yeah. sacrifice anything and it's absolutely not true like but yeah what he is honestly trying to say is that i sacrificed my ability to get with hotter women it's the only thing you can really say that he sacrificed exactly and, and yeah exactly he says that she will have to have kids if she wants to be with him so that's it like he's very much like take it or leave it this is what I, I'm, this is the, I'm going to continue throwing things your way. I have to have another wife. I have to have kids. Okay. I can't do that to get into the U S that's fine. I'll just let that go. I'd actually don't care about marrying somebody younger to have kids. I'll just adopt. Okay. Which is okay. Now you have to be on board with adoption. Like it's, it's, you know, it's, but it's, it, in the beginning, it felt like, yeah, that was a logical, that was a logical leap from the fact that he can't have a second wife in the U.S. Go ahead. What are you going to say? I think that, you know, it's weird because I see what you're saying, but the truth is you have to know who you're with, right? And then if, let's just say that Usman has always said, I'm a Muslim man or I'm, you know, Hawarsa. I'm Hausa. I'm Muslim. And the tenets of that is that, you know, for a man, we, you know, our bloodline, I want to have children. Okay. I don't know. I, to me, it wasn't like, it never felt like Usman wanted the second wife as much as he wanted to feel, he, wa he wanted his parents' blessing and he wants to have kids. It makes him feel like a man or whatever. Like, but because I don't feel his sexuality, right? I'm not, I don't feel like I see him like hunger for pee as much as I think that he should. And even when confronted with a gorgeous, beautiful woman, young, fertile lady, he was mildly flirty, but not really. And definitely might've got a number, but there's no, like, did he call? I mean, you know, no, he's definitely still with Kimberly. He's never even talked to that person. Now he doesn't want to, he's fine to be marrying, but he's always talked about the fact that he needs to have a child. So I think for Kimberly, she has to, if she wants to be with him, find a way to be okay with him having a child. That's what in his mind he thinks. So the ways in he, it feels probably for him, like he's get. It feels how the like the adopting his brother's son is like the best thing that possibly could happen. It means that I get the kid, but you don't have to worry about me fucking anyone. It feels like Kimberly should be so happy about it, but she's not. This conversation with Jamal about like who's given up what and stuff, it's interesting because it does kind of feel a little bit like Christina having the conversation with Sumit. You knew my mom couldn't have kids. Why were you with her? You know, yeah, like yeah. Yeah. But I think it's a conversation that needs to be had because I don't think anyone's had that conversation with Usman about her. She's been trying to say these things to him and 
she's failed at saying them or saying it in a way that he, he actually understands her. But Jamal saying it is so, because Jamal is not trying to impress him while, like, it's like he's the best third party advocate for her because she's unable to truly like say what she wants to say because she's so worried that he's going to be mad and not, and break up with her. Does that, mm-hmm. does that make sense? So I, I like the fact that Jamal is, is pointing all this stuff out and basically also saying like, it's not like you're the big catch in this. Like my mom has, is a person too and she has feelings as well. So like, I think that's, that needs to be said because he's unable to hear it. And he still doesn't hear it when Jamal says it, but at least we as an audience feel like at least somebody's in Kim's corner because we see her in like the next scene, jumping back and forth with the next scene, but the, a couple scenes later, jumping back and forth with Jamal where she wants his sympathy for, the way Usman has handled this situation. But as soon as he starts to truly point out the cracks in her relationship, then all of a sudden she's like, that's not what it is. Well, he loves me. That's no, no, it's not. No, no, no. It's like you girl, you can't take, you have to take both. You can't take one or the other. So the, that next scene, which I, fl- I actually kind of just mentioned it where he's actually, actually getting ready to go to see Muhammad and she doesn't want him in the mirror with her. And she says that one of the, the, I, I mean, I rarely laugh out loud on this show, but I laughed out loud when she said this. Well, we're about to meet your brother and his wife and tell them that this white lady from America is coming to kidnap his baby because somebody didn't tell him. <laughs> that was, the, it, it literally surmised what I was thinking. And I said, I love the fact that she's self-aware. I yeah. love it. Because yeah. I feel like somebody else might have been like, this lady from America. I'm like, no, no. This white lady from America is coming to take your baby. <laughs> I was like, thank you, Kim. Because that's exactly how crazy y'all look. And Usman wanted, I mean, Jamal wanted to say the same thing too. Later in the latter part of the episode. And he didn't say white lady. He just said this, uh, this, this lady. But he was going to say white lady. <laughs> and so like she knows exactly what it looks like. And I'm so happy for her. And I'm so happy that she had the wherewithal to be embarrassed. Sitting next to him. Suggest this to Muhammad. In fact, I was ready for her to be like, actually, Muhammad, I thought you already knew. So this isn't me and him coming to you asking you to take his kid. I'm just learning. A, I'm, I, I assume that he had already spoken to you and I, you and I were going to have a conversation about like what you think and logistics, not about whether or not you want this to happen. I'm OK with whatever you choose. Please know that there is no pressure for me for you to give Mahadi to me, because actually giving him to me would be a lot on me. But go ahead. Continue. <laughs> like. <laughs> I like, I thought about a lot of things. First of all, I also like, since we're talking about baby girl Lisa, can you imagine if baby girl Lisa was sitting where Kimberly was? And you're right. The baby girl Lisa would not have the wherewithal. Baby girl Lisa would come with like, I don't want this kid, but if I was to take this kid, that'd be one lucky kid to go home with me and live in America and, you know, then whatever life they have, you know, cause you know, like that's, I don't think she'd have the wherewithal to like, to be like, I am the one that looks crazy. But let's talk about Mahati. <laughs> hey hi there oh my god okay so what happens is they meet up in this you know little like grassy knoll and then muhammad his adorable son is like there's uncle usman run up and hug him and then mahadi goes and he runs up and he oh that's not it mahadi runs up look at him he looks just like usman he looks 
way more like Usman than his own dad. Like I keep looking at the features being like, yeah, the eyes are more Usmani eyes. That is so cute. Look at that little smile. Like, here's the thing that's so interesting. It's like, I would, you know, like, there's something inside women where I'm like, I'd raise that kid in a heartbeat, honey. Like, look at that baby. I would be so happy to raise that baby. Go on, Ma. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, they get, they get there, and when Usman makes it and says that he would do everything and he would take care of him, what's, Muhammad's like, huh? Like, that was actually real. I was expecting it to them to have been, like, editor fraud, but it wasn't. He truly was shocked that they were coming to him with this proposal. And so was the wife. Like, I, I don't know. I, it made me seem like the wife her, spoke English a little bit, but maybe they translated it off of camera. And she definitely was like, uh, yeah, n- no. And then Muhammad's like, I was so shocked that he said that to me. And... I mean, we definitely have to talk to people about it to see what people think. And I was like, wow, that's the difference between American culture, too, because I would not ever be like, yeah, I got to go see what my friends think. Like, no, I'd be like, I have to think about it. And then I would tell like I would ask I would not ask. I would tell my closest friends like what I was thinking of doing and just kind of gauge their reaction. Like and if they had a different perspective, but otherwise it wouldn't be just like a thing of like, I have to go tell the girls and we have to make a decision like. (laughs) But it was so interesting that culturally, like that's what they do and i thought it was it was just so different than what i would be used to and and so interesting so they also jamal is there the whole time too which i thought was was really interesting that he was you know privy to that conversation and then they're like yeah um so His child is considered my child, but you want to take the child to another country and raise him differently. Like, it's not just like Usman is taking this kid and moving next door. You know, it's it's not like they're all going to be in the same community. And in order for them to just have like a lineage or someone to raise in the community, like they just give the brother or like even going to like the next town or whatever. Like you you are truly taking these people's child away from them. And then raising them in a completely different environment. And then this is what Muhammad said. Muhammad says, I want my children to be raised in my culture and my religion. And she's so rude when she says that she would never convert to Muslim, which is like a crazy thing to say. First of all, it's convert to Islam. But like, it is like so rude. She's like, oh, it's beautiful. But yeah, fuck that bullshit up the go to that fucking dumbass religion like that is literally what her reaction was as the i was like oh my god is she maga for her reaction either she's already like super christian like maybe she goes to church every sunday girl i don't know or she's maga (laughs) like that's what that gave me yeah because there would be such an easy way to like listen i wouldn't also convert to any religion i wouldn't convert to any religion you know like period the end like even when we because like you know i'm like yeah you wouldn't right which is fair yeah, I wouldn't. So, you know, there's just a nice way of being like, oh, I listen, I understand how your desires would go. It's just that he never actually, it's like who someone says, would she have to convert? It's almost like Jamal kind of is like, well, would she have to convert? And it's like, then Muhammad's like, yes, or whatever. And I get why, she, why, you know, I get, it'd be easier if she was obviously, because then you would for sure have your son being raised in a like a full muslim home you but know not, yes to a certain extent but like they're the same way with christianity there's different ways that different cultures practice islam so he's specifically 
wants their son to be raised in the Nigerian Hausa way, which might vastly different be different from the like Somali way or mm-hmm. the Thai way or the middle and in the Middle East, like there's different ways people practice Islam. So it's like it's that's that's not as easy to say. Like, you know, it would be like, oh, I I don't know. It's so funny because because I have no religion and I think they're all equally this the same and and then in, in that I don't believe in them and I don't believe in dogma and like stuff like that, that I'm like, oh, I would convert. <laughs> Cause I don't, if somebody, if I got with somebody who just needed me, who needed me to convert to Catholicism, I would convert to Catholicism the whole time believing literally nothing that I'm doing. Like, I, I'm just like, if this is what you need me to do, like I'll go through the motions. Yeah, I can go to church, yeah, I'm, but I don't believe and I never will. And my children are gonna know that I don't believe and I never will. Like, yeah, go to church, skip and go because your your dad wants this to be the thing, but just know that I won't. As soon as I don't have to be here, I won't. You know? <laughs> like, so I don't know. I was just, I wasn't as like, oh my God, I would never. Like, no, if I married, a, if I had this fine ass Muslim man from fucking Nigeria who wanted to be my husband and I was totally in love with him and like, absolutely. Give, me, right, a, give me a job right now. Avery. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a job right now. It, I have makes no difference to me. But anyways, yeah. yeah. Anyways, what are you gonna say? Nothing? Uh, no, I just like love this baby. Yeah, the mom is basically like the mom yeah, I wish the mom had talked more. Like I wanted to hear her voice. She's beautiful, has a beautiful face. Yeah, and she and she immediately reacts to the question. So that's how we kind of know that she knows a little bit what's happening. Um, yeah, and basically he answers they're going to have to talk to people, but she does not seem like up for it. She has a whole other younger baby that she's holding on to. And that younger baby is suspicious of the whole thing. I mean, that <laughs> baby, they show that other baby and that baby is just like, Mm-mm. no, but, but God, Mahati is just like, I mean, that kid's going to be a star. If that, kid, if that kid goes to America, honey, like that kid can be a star. Like those like beautiful eyes, you know, just like, look at that little smile. Like he's so sweet. <laughs> oh my God. Look at that little like button nose. <laughs> he's so cute. Yeah. He's definitely, definitely very cute. So you know that Kimberly like fell in love with him. I feel like I, I, I like, I, I just, I, I, if I was to look into the future, for some reason, I think that the future involves Mahati, honey, like living in San Diego. Oh gosh, he's going to Chargers. <laughs> Chargers are now in America. Now, now Chargers are in Los Angeles. I I can't believe I even tried to make a football joke. I mean, I'm so sorry. <laughs> so so at the end of that conversation, Kim was like, well, um, very nice to talk to you guys about it. I guess that's it. And Usman's like, no, we're still, we're still in negotiations. Like we're still talking about it. And she's like, oh no, no, no. One of the stipulations is that I convert to Islam and I am not going to do that. So this conversation is in fact over. This is, this avenue is a dead end and we are now making a U-turn. Like, but Usman's always like, no, 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 this is just the beginning point to start. You know, like Usman's always like, no, no, no. Like, yeah, mom said no now. I mean, like, that's right now. Just give it a second. Let me massage it a little bit. You know, like Usman's like, look, I'm gonna listen, what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna get you out. No, you're not gonna have to convert. But I mean, but yeah, no, I'm gonna have to raise this baby and we're gonna go to, you know, mosque. And you're gonna have to like never bring any bacon in this house, not one piece. You're not gonna eat any more bacon, honey. No, <laughs> you might go get a club sandwich on your own time. Maybe you don't spring it home. You don't smell like bacon. You know, you can say whatever you want. You know, so 
I I don't know, but I yeah, as as we have hinted, Jamal has sprung from uh, the storyline of his mom's bosom into the ninety day galaxy with a harumph, honey, and he is just like he's going in, honey, he's going in. Yeah. So next scene, she's smoking on the loading dock, which is like, again, the only the second time we've ever seen her smoke a cigarette where Angela Deem and baby girl Lisa, I mean, anytime a cigarette was in their mouth, we, it was done on camera. So she is like, I want to get out of here because I don't want Luke Lucy. And I'm just like, that's strike number one. If you were talking to your son in front of a camera and you want to move away because you don't want Usman to hear is like, are you scared? Like, what's going on? What's the, you, you don't want him to be mad at you. And that makes me so sad when women or people have to operate with the person that they're in a relationship, worrying about whether or not they're going to be mad at them, unless you're actually doing something nefarious. But if you're just like speaking your truth and you're worried that they won't like you anymore, or they'll be mad at you. Like that's, that in itself is a type of like gaslighting, not gaslighting, but that's a, in itself a type of abuse. So did you think, okay, I was confused. Like if she didn't want to hide from him for, for, for the smoking, no, I thought it was because she didn't want him to think that he would that they were talking about him. Okay, never mind. Okay. All right. And so Jamal and her start to walk around to kind of go to a different part of the loading dock area, the loading dock of the bay. Watching the tide roll away. So yeah, Jamal is like so. I really thought that Muhammad is a calm and nice guy, but I thought that that conversation went really bad. Like I really felt like Jamal, like Muhammad walked away being annoyed slash mad that y'all wanted to take his son away. And she's like, right. She's like, Oh my God. Um, that was like crazy. And Jamal's like, yeah, you guys talking about a kid is like real crazy. Cause as you said before, like you and him have been on vacation mode. You do not even know how you guys are going to get along as two human beings but then now you're talking about throwing a kid in the mix and kim is like well you know we still have to talk about it this is like the very beginning stages like we still have to talk about everything and you know usman is not even going to get to the u.s i still have to file the paper we haven't even gotten married yet so like that like what we're talking about right now is going to be so far in the future and jamal is is more so like you know my mom thinks that or he, what he hypothesizes is that Kim is going to be raising that kid mm-hmm. and that Usman just thinks that his entertainment money is going to like bring home the bacon and everything like that. And turkey bacon. Yeah, <laughs> the turkey bacon. And um, Kim, he asks him, he's like, what about Usman going back and forth? Like, and he, Kim is like, I'll just have to deal with it. And Jamal's like, mom, do you hear what you're saying? And she's like, well, what am I supposed to do? Like, <laughs> Like, and, and he's like, not be with somebody who is going to just saddle you with a child, be out on the road doing his entertainment thing and driving and going back and forth from Nigeria. Like, that's what I'm saying. You can't do this. None of this makes any sense. And he's like, well, so what are you going to do about this? And she's like, I don't have an answer. And he's like, it's troubling that you don't have an answer. And she's frustrated with him because she's like, stop asking me all these hard questions. I just want to live in like la la land. She's just like, she's like, listen, the, there are two options, be alone and be single or be with Usman. And I will right now choose to be with Usman. So right now I'm, there's a lot of that comes, comes with that. And one of it is being on the show. You're welcome, Jamal. 
Uh, what huh? So I mean, Jamal at one point he starts this conversation by being like, "What's wrong with your face?" Which I thought was like <laughs> such a rude way to. Start. I did not hear him say that at all. He was like, he he, he was like, "What's with your face?" Because she was upset. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't hear that at all. That's so funny. What's up with your face? <laughs> you know, he was like, you know, there's something also about I see. Okay, there is something about as you age, there. Older people, elder people sometimes will walk around with a full pained expression, but it's like they're just walking. <laughs> and it's like, do you ever see people where like you're just like they'll just be like <sighs> No. You don't see people walk with their whole like <laughs> face squinched, eyes squinched, like look like they have just like seeing through like squeezed lemon juice in their eyes. It feels like some people just look like, I mean, you know, and it's always older people and it makes me feel like no one's told them to fix their face lately. Like if they, you had put up a mirror in front of them and be like, look what you're doing. Like, look how upset, look how pained you look. Like they would just be like, oh, that's more like, you Oh my you know, god, you guys, should, you guys should be on patreon.com slash docusweeties to like witness what I just said or see. It was great. Can you believe this is the longest episode of our lives? <laughs> stupid. We hate this fucking season. We have so much talking. else to do. And we come on. Two, two whole couples. It's still an hour and a half episode. Okay. Listen, guys, we love you guys so much. We're going to go. That was the end of the episode, right? I no. Know. Oh. <laughs> Chris, there's that is not the end okay hold on so then kim's kim starts to kim bali starts to be like well i don't know what it is i don't know what makes me feel this way and he's like it's because of uzman and she's like it's not because of uzman and he's like you mom you've never wanted kids before what do you mean you don't know why you feel this way your paternal instinct isn't just like blooming from out of nowhere it's because you're the person you like wants to have kids and so now all of a sudden you're starting to lean towards wanting kids Uzman wants kids and he's and he's taking advantage of the fact that like you love him so much and she's like he loves me don't forget that and he and Miguel Jamal is like can't get your names together Jamal is like okay he loves you girl whatever So this your last thing is saying that, well, I just need to wait for Muhammad to tell me what to do. And so then he's like, duh, like the answer is no, you don't need to wait for Muhammad to tell you what to do. Muhammad's not going to give you this baby. You're not going to be. Honey, you're going to wait for Muhammad to tell you what to do. Sounds like you've already converted to Islam. What? <laughs> because that was such a good joke. Sorry. All right. Now we're done with the episode. Chris <laughs> has been over this. This, this. For the last 25 minutes, she's been over it. All right. <laughs> but I still keep talking. Who knows why? <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for giving us five stars. I mean, for this episode, I don't mind if you give us four. Uh, if you want to follow <laughs> us, you can on Instagram. It's DocuSweeties at DocuSweeties. Also at DocuSweeties1 on Twitter and TikTok honey and um listen we have been having fun and if you want to see my red lipstick which i just bought from this like violet.fr that like kind of like french brand it comes like it has like two colors one's red one's pink if you want to see what i'm talking about like if you get instagram ad now that i'm talking about it you will do the violet one it's on my lips right now you can see it where while where would you see it 
Patreon.com slash DocuSweeties for $10 a month. You can get the visuals of what you are listening to right now, as well as get to see Chris's leg being kicked up in the air because she's oh so flexible. You would get to see her facial expression as the pained older people that she sees roaming around Orange County. And then you also would get a Monday live with us. It's uh, the first Monday of every month live with us. And at some point, we're going to be doing exclusive content like The Single Life. Uh, yeah, we'll let you we're going to talk about, about that. that when we do it tonight. We're going to talk about when we can do that right, right now. So thank you guys so much for being here. And we will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.